Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews, the show where we talk about just all different things that are entertainment, things that are coming out, things that have been out, and at some point maybe music and other stuff, but um, for now, this is what we're doing. So, we talk about it in detail, so anybody who hasn't seen or heard or viewed whatever it is we're talking about, please make sure you do see it, because we're going to be spoiling a lot of stuff right here. So, I've got Chuck with me today. Hey guys, how's it going? And I'm Lee. I'm usually on most of these, so you should know my voice by now. If you don't, then hey, welcome to joining in. Um, so what Chuck and I generally do is we talk about the show The Chosen. Uh, we've gotten through five episodes of it so far, plus the original pilot, so I guess six altogether. But uh, we're going to be discussing episode six. It's called Don't Do It. Return of the Jedi? Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Indescribable Compassion. Um so for those who are unfamiliar with the show The Chosen, if you're just joining us now, um, it's a really well-done show that shows more of the humanity of Jesus and not just the divinity. You know, it's not this, oh, and then he said, and every time he speaks, you hear, like, angels and, you know, beautiful synth, you know, whatever, music harps. in the back. Like, yeah, harps and strings, and it's not—no, it's not like that. He's just a, he's just a dude, and it's, it's great, you know, so it, it's really cool to— um, just witness it from a different perspective. Um, so we're on, like I said, we're on episode six, indescribable compassion. Chuck, uh, what would you say is your, you know, general thoughts on this episode? Because um, you're watching everything for the first time here. So yeah, what do you think? Um, so put it, so to put it in the words of Jesus, it's uh, not too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. Not too shabby. I, I was watching. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yep. Did Jesus really just say it's green? It's a good color on you. Not too shabby. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> He's just a dude, man. I, I, um, I'll be honest. I was at work today. I went to the gym for a little bit of a run, and I watched it while I was at the gym, and I was halfway in tears in the middle of the gym. Oh yeah, I believe this, it. This episode. Like well, first miracle, right? Like right then and there, you're like, oh my god. Ah. Oh. Second one, I was like, oh, it, <laughs> I, I, it blew my mind. Nicodemus is coming to a whole new place. Matthew's coming to a whole new place. Mm. Um, it, it's it. What's cool for me is you get to see, like when you read scripture and you're like, oh yeah, Jesus is talking to his disciples and this, they're having this conversation. I've always pictured like they're in this classroom setting and jesus is sitting there in this everything is literally just conversation yeah and and they showed it so well i i think what's cool about that is like as we as we study you know we think about what was given to us in the great commission and it's like go and make disciples but you can really look at that as as you go right make disciples and that's what he's doing here is as he's going as they're just living as he's doing what he needs to do to survive and just live He's just teaching, and people are just kind of following and hanging out. And I don't know if I—I sh- I feel like we just—we had the same discussion before um, in another episode. Yeah. But, like, for me, recognizing, like, I have a heart to want to mentor some of the young adults, but I don't have the time. And I said, well, I'm involved in so many different ministries. Why don't I just invite them to come along with me? And there, we can have that fellowship time. We can have that teaching and, and right. conversational time. So it's not like taking more time out of my day. It's as I go— you know, I'm, I'm helping teach, I'm helping grow. So 
that's what you see here in these episodes when he's when he's with these people. You're getting that sense of he's not just like, hey, come here and have this formal class. It's like, hey, just follow me. Yeah. Just follow me. Just do as I do. Do what I'm doing. Join me in this. And, you know, relationship will grow and you'll grow in a, in a deeper understanding of of why I'm here and what's going on. So, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Just. Uh, he when he's having conversation, it's just so lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And he asks straight up questions. He asks challenging questions. But at the same time, he's also sitting there talking to people. And I've always looked at it like he's having this church sermon and he's talking to, you know, his congregation. But really, it's taking place out in a field. It's taking place in someone's home. They're at a dinner table just having everyday conversation. And people are like, oh, yeah, I remember I, I, I heard about your miracle with the wine. So I want mm-hmm. this to happen. I heard about this. And mm. people just... For me, it was, again, it goes back to that the humanity of Christ versus the divinity of Christ. Because we all... And what's weird is 2,000 years ago, they all saw the humanity of Christ, but they couldn't grasp the divinity of Christ. Right. Now we understand the divinity of Christ, and it's hard for us to understand <laughs> the humanity of Christ. Of course, because we, we're, we're told what we're told, and we go, okay, well, then it must be some amazing thing that would just blow our socks off if we saw it in person. Right. But no. You know, we get that here later on where they're, um, the Pharisees are like, he's just a common man. He's just a commoner. Like, he, there's nothing special about this guy. Why are they listening to him? You know, and then right. You know, it gets there. Well, Nicodemus goes there with with uh, what's his name, Shmuel, 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 yeah. Shmuel, Shmuel, and Yusuf. like he really challenges him with even comparing the Pharisees to the Sadducees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about it, even comparing us to the Pharisees, right? In the same way that he was comparing them to the Sadducees, exactly. It's and we'll get into that, in the, of course, once we get to the episode. But um, where do you have us starting off today? Well, I mean, I want to start off, the, the episode starts right off just in current time, really. It's not like a flashback or anything, which is new. I feel like every episode kind of had like a back in the day, and then it, then here's where we are now. This one is pretty much right off the bat, like around the same time. Nothing has really uh, changed. Right. So it starts off, they're at a pawnbroker's place, and there's like a whole line going out the door. People are just trying to sell stuff and make some money. Um, and you've got this man from Tyre who's there who's trying to sell his tools, and it's basically a really good quality tool set. And the guy's like, okay, I've never seen you before. You've got this really nice tool set. You're stealing. You, basically, you stole this and you try to sell it to me. You know, It's a pawn shop. It's, it's an old pawn shop, but it's like, what, what's different nowadays for a pawn shop? So it was, it was interesting to see. That. I didn't know they had like pawn shops back then, but hey, whatever. Um, but he's, he's like wary and doesn't really want to buy it off of him because <clears throat> he doesn't know who he is. And then he's, he's like, basically this guy, you know, puts his hands up and he's like, hey, please. And then he sees a, like a lesion on his arm and he's just like, leper. He, he freaks, freaks out, out like, out, why yeah. are you here? You're not supposed to be here. And he kicks the guy out. <laughs> and the leper's just, because he's got no choice of this, he's like, he's like, he takes like the money out of the jar because the guy's kicking him out. And he's like, I got to take what I got to take because... If everybody's going to kick me out, how am I going to survive? How am I going to live? And he grabs it, and the guy's like, dude, whatever. Just take it and get out of my store. And um, he just says right there, he's like, I didn't mean you any harm. And he goes, my, my tools were all I had left. You know, he's, he's just trying to survive. Right. He gets kicked out, and then, oh, 
little fish in the water, you know? That's the episode starts off, and you're like, oh, man. And you feel for the guy. You know, it's, you know, it's just, it hits you because it's like, man, everybody is just like, stay away from me. You're cursed. You're going to get us all. You're going to kill us all. Get out of here. And, I mean, at the time, rightfully so. Like, why would you come here? But then again, who's going to help those people? They just want them to go somewhere and and die in the wilderness? Right. Ah, you know, (laughs) that's where... And again, just like I mean, we saw in the shepherd, like that's our need for Jesus is people to want to help and to heal and to be there and to, you know. Right. I mean, I just look at it today, too. Tell someone you have COVID-19. Oh, yeah. You get treated the exact same way now. Like, mm-hmm. like stay away. Don't come near me. Don't breathe on me. Don't talk to me. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's like. like, Oh, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> I So. um. I had like some post nasal stuff a few days ago. Um, a lot better now, actually. Yesterday was amazing compared to the two days before. And I saw some people. I'm like, oh, and I haven't seen them in like a month. Um, you know, like Annette <laughs> was there, and um, she's like, oh, give me a hug. And I'm just like, I'm a little scratchy. And she's like, oh, okay, like, okay, I'll be respectful about it. But you know, she wasn't just like, oh, why are you here? Get away from me. But that's how people are right now. Everyone's freaking out. You met Annette O'Toole. Mm-hmm. Sweet. <laughs> yeah she, yeah anyway um so oh you're a goopball anyway so that's back, why we're friends that's why we're to, friends back to the episode before i mean if we go if we go on tangents like we did last episode i don't i don't think i can make it again we didn't go on tangents you fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> well i went on a tangent i just wasn't saying anything about it <laughs> He was in La La Land. I was having my own conversation in my head. It's funny. I was so tired last time. I was listening to our episode earlier today. And I'm like, I don't remember saying any of this. I actually listened to it the other day, and I was like, for how tired we were, it didn't sound that bad. It didn't sound that bad. But like honestly, I have 10% recollection for the conversation. And I'm like, I don't remember. This doesn't even sound like me. Well, like, I was looking at it. I was like, <laughs> I'm watching the time on the uh, on the, on the as I'm as I'm listening to it. And I'm like... I swear he fell asleep like halfway through, and it was like the last five minutes, if that. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So my time frame was a way off, all way off. <laughs> Samsonite. So um, I was so close. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> I was way off. It's right next to you. We just watched it a few days ago. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, the unrated one. I, I don't watch it. Pretty bird. Paul, you want to crack it? <laughs> anyway. Matthew and Gaius. All right, so they're standing in front of a chest of like money and jewels. Basically, all the stuff that was that was given to them to pay off the debt that um, Simon and Andrew had, and they're just kind of staring at it. And then you see all these other people who are living there staring at them, like, uh, "Are they going to turn away? Because I want to steal that chest." <laughs> it's, it's just a bunch of old dudes who are clearly like, uh, "That's a lot of cheddar," <laughs> and. So they're standing in front of it, and basically it's just it's all that all that money, and the people are there, and Matthew's like, "Hey, can I can I have a sword?" <laughs> no, you can't have a sword. <laughs> he's like, just he's like, don't be weird, just act natural. He's like, I am, I am acting exactly how I feel, <laughs> and it, it's it's a really great. I I love the relationship between these two because again, it's like Matthew is a Jew, but he's working for the Romans, and he's a Roman. But they, they, he has like a, you can tell some kind of like, like a love bond with him, you know, right. like a, like a brotherly type relationship where he cares about him. Like a, he's kind of like a, 
like mm. an older brother who's like, hey, if you do something dumb, I'm probably going to feel really bad about it. But hey, it's on you, dude. Right. You know, but. And Quintus is starting to feel it, too. Quintus is really like he's he's getting worked up, which it's it's amazing. There's a scene with him later on that just still blows my mind. Like I can't I can't quote exactly what what happened. Um, but it was it was really just the the way he's blown away by how smart this Jew is. Right. So it's it's almost it reminds me of like a Planet of the Apes type thing, <laughs> where they're just like you know, uh, you you don't know anything. You're just a human. You know, you smelly stupid human or whatever. You know, but in reality, it's like the other way. They're around. basically well, <laughs> not so much the other way around. But we're not calling Romans apes, just so you know. No, nor Jews. <laughs> or Jews. No. So. Um, so we get through that whole scene, and then they kind of, you know, move on, and you, you kind of get this whole thing where nobody's believing his story, Matthew's story, for him seeing all the fish. Well, this is where he's talking with Quintus. He's still, well, no, well, no, no, he's still talking to Gaius, and that's when um, I didn't write that guy's name down. As the other centurion comes up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I knew you were just making stuff up because there's, there's no way somebody got this much fish in a night to get this much money, right? You know, so and but everybody keeps also saying because Quintus was doing, he was doing, Quintus didn't care. Quintus, yeah, he was just where the more, money came from. Yeah, he was just like, hey, he did a pretty good job. He can do it again, and yeah, I mean, we'll get there. But um, we we then get over to Nicodemus, you know, who's he's explaining to the um, the Sanhedrin there that John um, presents. He's like, oh, he he's basically he he understands what John is saying. He believes him now that he was the you know in like Isaiah the voice crying in the wilderness, and um, Nicodemus is. Awesome now, by he, the way. Oh, he's like I said, he's my favorite part. Eric Avari is the man. I he, love him in the show. I'm so glad they brought him in. He's wicked short. I didn't realize how short he he's was. He's a little dude. Until yeah, yeah. Shmuel, whatever the guy is. <laughs> Shmuel. He stands next to him and I'm like, <laughs> Wow, he's short. Yeah. But he embodies the character so well. I, I I it's funny because I feel like I've never put that much thought into the character Nicodemus when reading through scripture. But in here, I'm like, man, I want to, I want to read like everything he's in, in the Bible now, just to kind of get that and connect it because maybe it's an idolization thing at this point. I have to check myself, but if I read through it, it's going to be hard for me to not see his face right? when I'm reading it now, because he's, he's totally embodying this character that is just well, it's like, brilliantly. It's like, it's like any up. book. Like if you, if I go back and read Lord of the Rings, right. I, I, I see, Elisha, what is Frodo? You know, it's just uh, you see, you know, you you see all the characters in the book as you're reading it because now you have, I mean, our minds we now have a, a visual to what we're reading, right? Um, I mean, whenever I read scripture, all I see is Jim Caviezel for Christ. I mean, well, not for long. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not for long. <laughs> I know. I know you see uh, Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah. My wife still doesn't understand that the picture hanging up in our bedroom is just not actually Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it, it's <laughs> with an anniversary gift. She's like, did so you beautiful. actually get that for no, her? No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what a CV that, that would have been on. awesome. That would have been no. She so... she would clearly be like, dude, that's you and McGregor. <laughs> My wife would have no idea. I believe it. Not a clue. She she used to watch Moulin Rouge and stuff like that, so she clearly knows who you McGregor is. You know what's funny? As twisted as that show is, what Moulin Rouge? Oh, the movie. Yeah, I one I did not realize that Nicole Kidman could sing the way she could sing. Oh yeah, of course, phenomenal. Oh yeah, but two, and Ewan, they 
actually did like that movie was actually I thought it was filmed beautifully. Yeah, <clears throat> Boz Boz Lerman. Um, he did that. He did like uh, the Romeo and Juliet with DiCaprio. Yeah, <laughs> and DiCaprio. Affleck and everybody else. Like, wasn't everybody in that? Ben Affleck was not in it. Who am I thinking about? Leguizamo was in it. John, yeah, the pest. <laughs> I like to move on to the next part. So anyway, um, Nicodemus <laughs> explains that John is no threat to anyone. He's basically trying to get them off his trail, you know, off his heels. And he's just like, he's an attention seeker, you know, and obviously people are following because somebody's following. So when people see other people following, they all start to do it. And too. he starts correcting him, saying, why would any of us even put him in jail? Because we're actually giving credence to him. Right. They're legitimizing. And, and him we're giving we're point. giving credit to him. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, we didn't. Yeah. And that's when you realize that Shmuel was the, was the one who actually. Please call him Schmeagol. It's just easier to say. <laughs> no, let's call him I'm, Gollum. Just. <laughs> no, Schmeagol, because he's just a twisted little. <sighs> I'm hoping something changes with him later on at some point. I'm guessing um, he's one that says crucify him the first time. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll I mean, we will find out. Watching this episode, he. I mean, I mean, th th we're gonna. This is gonna go on for seasons. You know, I don't see how because this episode seemed to like really jump and jump and jump to get to a lot of stuff. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect so many miracles in one episode but we it does right so that's what's so cool about this I mean, one it's and just every... crazy that jesus is already in the garden of Ge garden of gethsemane i don't know how we're going to go from there to the rest of it i'm just kidding <laughs> i was like what <laughs> did i maybe we... i fell asleep during that part <laughs> it was an after credit scene <laughs> <laughs> they should start doing that and then <laughs> maybe... No, that wouldn't make much sense. I was like, then, you know, you see Steve Rogers there, and he's kind of waiting to drop off the stone. No, he didn't go that far, did he? <laughs> no, 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 no. First, first it would be um, Tony Stark saying, we need to recruit people. Mm hmm Okay. And then Jesus going, I'm already doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what would happen would be Samuel Jackson shows up. Yes. Like, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, Matthew's mine. <laughs> but Which, his, his his genius brain would be really helpful against you him. know what? I've always liked Matthew going up to this point. Mm. Matthew rocks in this episode. Oh, I know he is Matthew's he, amazing in this yes. episode. So again, the coolest thing about this, and I was talking about this earlier with somebody, um, Diane actually, um, Feinstein. Yeah. <laughs> Applebaum. <laughs> Every name you give, I'm just going to throw off some random celebrity that okay. we know. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> we were talking about his character, and it's just, it's so, it brings it, it makes it so real because we don't think about, um, we don't think about these times as being similar to these, to our current times. Right. So making it where this person who is like a, a math whiz is autistic makes it so real right so it's funny because the first episode i watched it i'm just like his character is interesting i really like it the second episode i'm like oh he's autistic right like nope. clearly autistic and the best part for me is when you're watching him and you're thinking this guy is so odd yeah someone says it in the episode oh yeah oh yeah quintus is like you are so odd, odd. <laughs> <laughs> as i'm sitting there thinking that he's saying it i it's brilliant. The way right. they do it is brilliant. Yeah. But right. we're skipping ahead. We're definitely jumping. We... So, I mean, the whole thing is Shmuel's the one that, that turned in John. And he justifies that the reason 
the reason why he said that is because he's like, oh, well, he called us a brood of vipers. He's still so hung up on the fact that they, he called them names. Aww. And he's just like, oh, but but he hurt our feelings. And he's saying, he's like, you know how, how stakes are born? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's so upset about it. But basically, the whole thing is he's just he's going on scripture saying, you know, you should you shouldn't you should not have hate towards your brother. And, you know, he's he's like, well, yeah, but he's not in the San, Sanhedrin. So, I mean, why would we just like try to sit there and, and put him there and, and treat him like that? He's just a crazy guy out in the woods. He's doing his own thing. Yeah, his let he, him. He's, he's yeah. Let him do his thing. Leave him alone. Yeah, he you know, would, he would he would fit. Very well, and with today's generation of all, well, my feelings are hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. oh my gosh, oh, you said something that was <laughs> oh, oh, snowflake. Like, <laughs> grow up. And that, and yeah. I love how Nicodemus puts him in his place. Oh yeah, well he basically mm. he throws him under the bus and then puts him in his place. It's back over a few times. Yeah, so mm. he he just sits there and he basically gets Shmuel in trouble for drawing undue attention from the Romans. They were just like, yeah, what you just did was you now now they're looking at us and it's going to be a big thing. So thanks a lot, Shmuel. Right. Like everybody's like, "Good job, man." Like <laughs> basically they all have detention now because of him. So then we kind of cut over to disciples building a camp. Adam Sandler shows up. I, I mean, uh, young James. Um, he explains that he used to, he used to, uh, he was supposed to join the choir, and he's just like, yeah. And Simon's just like, yeah. And I was a Roman gladiator. <laughs> and then he just randomly start, cause he, he starts. He didn't say, hey, listen to this. He just starts singing. Yeah. Because I was watching it, and I'm like, did I? Did they cut a scene out? Did I miss something? Because they're just talking. And all of a sudden, he just randomly starts singing, and I'm yeah. like. What's he doing? <laughs> Why is he doing this? And then all of a sudden, everyone's, yay, good for you. Yay. <laughs> I don't, and I really, and then Simon goes, and there's a reason why Jesus called you to do this. Right. And I'm like, is he making fun of him because he can't sing? Or is he saying because you can sing? That's one reason why Jesus called you. Well, I, I don't know, but I, I think Simon's a pretty sarcastic guy. He is, so it's kind of hard to pick him up sometimes because he's very sarcastic most of the time. So there's that. Um, I relate good old, so much to him in this episode. Oh yeah, well, yes, and it's it's easy to. Well, no, I'm saying it's easy to relate to him in this episode because he's there and doesn't understand what Jesus wants to use his giftings for. Right. So he keeps on in his own human mind trying to do things right. in order to to do what he thinks he and needs to like, do. He's like, I gotta protect you, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I gotta, yeah, I'm he's, a, he's I basically so much the same way where it's hard to just let God do what God wants to do mm-hmm. and be okay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even at even at this part, because they're all setting up camp, they're talking, and then Jesus comes through. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the part we're at right now, right? Yeah, yep. And he, we're all going to go over here to do something. I'm going to go get my mom. Yeah. And he tells Simon yeah. to go back to his house. Yep, he's going to take care of your family. He's like, no, 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 I, I got I to, um, I, I can be here and I can protect them. You know, and he's just like, that's not what I'm asking you to do. Like, seriously, right. go take care of your family. You got a family that needs you. Go take care, you go on ahead, take care of them. The rest of them will come along and we'll meet up. Which when I heard this part, what it brought me to was the scripture where it talks about you know, when the guy's like, well, I have my family to take care of. I got mm. this. And Jesus is like, let the dead bury the dead. Right. To take care, you know, your father this, your mother that, but come follow me. I gotta look, I'm butchering it, but. Yeah. Um, 
in this, he's like, he's really showing that, you know what? I still care about you. Like, what he's saying is, in that other scripture, he's saying, don't allow family to be the reason why you can't follow me. Right. In this, he's like, you are following me. And what's crazy is, as in the past episodes, when... Because he goes back and he sees his mother-in-law. Yep. And he was making fun of her. Well, not making fun of her, but he was having a hard time with her there. Uh-huh. And now he's the one actually nursing her back. Right. Which is cool. Right, right. I mean, because he's doing what he needs to do. And we kind of get into that character of Simon where, I mean, even people were saying, like, yo, you wouldn't even recognize him anymore. He's like a whole different person. He's the teacher's pet. You right. Know? And it's and it's great because he's he's got a heart for Jesus, but he doesn't know what to do. And, I mean, how relatable is that? Right. You know, it's I, I one of my earliest memories as, as a Christian in, in my walk um, I remember I was driving home from work. It was late at night, and I was driving through the rain, and it was kind of stormy. There was wind blowing and stuff like that. I'm driving back from Nashua. It was um, a dark and stormy night. Yes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> out of the shadows. <laughs> um, so as I'm driving back, I remember just asking God and saying, you know, who, like, I know I shouldn't be asking you what you want me to do, just I'm asking you who I like show me who I am so then I can do you know what I should be doing and I was really just like you know pouring out just like please 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 you know tell me and this, this is when I realized how God speaks to me God speaks to me in puns let me finish um so I said please show For those me of who, you show, scratching your head I'm um, Doing the same thing right now. Me too. No, 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 no. Put it away. Don't. No. no. <laughs> so, so speaking to me in puns. What's wrong? You don't like my head scratcher. So Every anybody. Every week you bring that thing out. I can't handle. Dude, I, I, it, it was from the Dollar Tree. It cost me a buck, and it, it releases. If you got it from the Dollar Tree, and uh. it cost you more than a dollar, that's a you ever heard that term? Get, let me give you a nickel's worth of free advice. If you, you know, go, if you go to Massachusetts, I would gladly pay three dollars. If for you this. go to Massachusetts, the Dollar Tree is actually a dollar nine. Thanks taxes. Because of taxes, <laughs> the dollar nine tree. <laughs> no, uh, you realize that every week you bring that thing out, uh-huh. it stops conversation for a good two so, to three minutes. So the way that God speaks to me in puns, all right, is. Basically, when I was when I was pouring pouring everything out and just saying, "Show me who I'm supposed to be. Let me know who I am, so I can I can walk confidently in who that is." I was driving past a sign, and it was a branch that was covering up some of the sign, and all I saw was the word patience. And it was the reason why it was funny and it was a pun is because it wasn't actually spelled like patience. the The branch moved and it said, "New patience, welcome." <laughs> but that was it was like that's exactly what would speak to me and I saw it and it hit me and it was the perfect moment and I can't tell you how many times God has spoken to me through like street signs street signs and little visual things um I was having a really really rough day one time and I drove by this church that I I never drive down that road so I'm surprised I even did and they you know how some churches have like the the, the sayings written up there one of them was don't worry about tomorrow God's already there and like I was That's stressed. A good one. It was huge. And I and I just bawled my eyes out. You know, it was exactly what I needed to hear at the right moment. God speaks to me through things I see when I'm driving, you know, because that's when I'm more open to things because I'm, I'm just 
you know, thinking, and I'm not just sitting here in my garage. But anyway, let's. Can, you look like you're pulling something up here. No, you're texting your kids. No, texting my kids at oh, whatever. <laughs> no, you got something? No, I'm just looking up church signs. Oh, 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 those ones? Yeah, I've like, seen, I've seen those ones. Mosquitoes also know there's power in the blood. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, sinks can't open doors. Let that sink in. Say that one more time. Sinks can't open doors. Let that sink in. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, I've seen some great signs. I mean, if you go by Brian's car wash, there's some good ones up there, too. Honk if you love Jesus. Text while driving if you want to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That's horrible. So anyway. Uh, so we get back and we see Quintus, right? So we've got Quintus there with Matthew and Gaius, and he's basically going over this whole thing. And he's just like, he's amazed that Simon, you know, pulled it off and he brought this stuff in. So he's like, oh man, you know, he's pretty good. Seems like he, he performs pretty good under pressure. Maybe we can ask him to do it again. Maybe he can double it, you know? And But he's he's also still just like, come on. He's like basically calling Matthew a rube, you know, easily tricked and fooled and... You know, what was the situation there? Well, and Matthew keeps going on like, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> that's not what happened. Right. What you're saying, like, the other guys that were there were just as confused as I am. Right. Yeah. Simon was just as confused as I am. Yeah, everybody was. And But the, he's like, yeah, yeah, He's like, the man they, on the they, beach, the man on the beach. Yeah. So he's trying to get that out when nobody's believing him. Right. Which is like, well, duh. I mean, why would they? Is this the part that you were talking earlier about that Quintus actually talks with him and he's gives this amazing answer yeah. back? Yeah. So as he's going through it, I mean, he's talking about different things and goes through it. And then you find out that King Herod's on the way. So Quintus is like, oh, how far out is he? Okay, let me get ready. <laughs> And then, so he's like standing over there, like getting getting dressed, and his and his like the other guards run out and everything, and he's standing there, and they're just kind of waiting because he didn't dismiss them, so they're just standing there, and he's over there by the thing, and he just turns around, he goes, after like an awkward like ten fifteen seconds, he goes, how long would you have stood there? <laughs> it's just he's such a jerk. He's just like. How dumb are you? Like, what would you, what would you have done if I just stood here and didn't, you know, give you the time of day? <laughs> his his character, although he's, you know, an antagonist, he's brilliant. I I love this guy. And veiny. It's, and veiny. Not so much in this episode. I didn't see his veins popping out too much in this episode. His little right side head vein. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. So they're standing there, and then he's like, yo, you're, he's talking to Gaius, you're Germanic people, right? And yeah, well, you surrendered. And he's like, yeah, well, I was just joining the winning team. And then he's like, okay, well, you're promoted. What? Okay. I'll take that. Thank you, sir. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. And then he starts talking, you know, to Matthew. He's like, you're just so wonderfully odd. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, how, and he says, how you're not a stain on a carpet is a mystery to me. <laughs> And I was like, wow. Like You're evil. Yeah. Like, that's cruel. To, but oh, Matthew yeah. just stands there. He's like, okay. Yeah. Well, he's just like, all right. You know, whatever. He does his thing. And I don't know what, I forgot what the question really was, but he just asked him this hypothetical question. And he know? gives this. And 
Matthew comes, yeah, he comes back with this answer that's very in depth, very in depth, very wise. And Quintus just goes, he shuts up. He shuts right up. Doesn't and, say anything. Just says, go, you can go. Yeah. And then he like runs back over, to, starts pulling out paperwork. And you can see he's taking his advice and like, this is a really good point. Why didn't I see that before? Like, oh my God, get, get out of here. Okay. Just you get out of here. You know, not like mad at him, but more just like, why is this guy so smart? And he's he's more than he seems. Right. Which, you know, again, we see how that's going to affect him later on. He's got so much to give. He has many gifts, um, even in his oddness. Yeah. You know, which is a great testament to just the reality of today. You know, everybody has giftings. Everybody has something to give to the world, no matter what their um any any setbacks any you know issues or limitations that they have right. there is something that they can give that makes everything work you know that can right. beautify the world in one way or another and i think that's a hard thing to grasp so we think about people who are um wheelchair bound people who uh can't you know talk you know they're mute they're in a chair it's like it's hard for us to think like how can they contribute to society well, maybe they're not contributing to society. They're because they're there. They're helping call out giftings in other people, right? You know, mm -hmm. and it's like, ooh, you know, we're not looking at it uh, from a from a, a God point of view. You know, we're not seeing things that way. And you know, this episode, you know, kind of shows that a lot well too. You know, like or just all of it, this series. You know, just with Matthew, somebody who has a quote unquote limitation, but he actually has an an unlimitation in right. reality because he's able to to think outside the box, you know, mathematic mathematically problem solving and being like, oh well, I would just do this and this and this and this because only this makes sense, and it just blows people's minds because they're so busy with everything else right. where he's so hyper focused on the logical, you know, practical. But his answer things. that wasn't logical though. No, it was completely rational. Right, right. You're, it was amazing. Yeah, it was really really good. Anyway. At this point, does it kick back over to Jesus and the disciples walking? Yes. Yep. And then the the guy we start off in the episode with lep with leprosy. Yes. Um, well, first it's cool because he meets this woman on the road, mm -hmm. and she's Egyptian. Well, she's she's Ethiopian, but she grew up in Egypt. Yeah. And basically, so did he. So they're speaking Egyptian back to each back and forth to each other and it's like oh nice to see you hey you know blah 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 peace to you bless you blah 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 right moving on and then you think she's gone you think she's gone but she's just hiding out in the trees hanging out just, cool all right the leper shows up and he is tattered weak looks a lot looks worse than he did worse before. than he did in the beginning right and i'm yeah. thinking i'm just like what did he fall down a hill or something how did his clothes get all ripped up like that blood bad. behind his ear. Yeah, he was all messed up. I mean, yeah. obviously the the blood and stuff like that. It was like Jim Carrey and liar liar in the bathroom scene. Yeah. that's all. I, that's all. I, I'm like, this guy beat what himself are you up. Doing? <laughs> Quack! Oh man, he's slamming his head in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, this guy did so because aside from that one, like boil on his arm or whatever it was on his arm that you saw earlier yeah, earlier showed he looked fine right right but here it's been it's some all time and chest, it's, it's all it's over all him. over the place you can I'm see like, it, wow. it and it's yeah he was all dirty he was all messed up and it was clear but the, the funny thing it's so strange is the distance that people were from him 
was probably like three times the distance you and I are, but yet they could see it. And they knew that guy's a leper. Like he came home and I was like, please. I mean, he could just been a hungry dude. But for some reason, they could see from that distance the, right. the lesions and things on him. But he just, he begs them, please, please don't turn away from me. He's, he's lost. He's starving. He's dying. He's lonely. And he's just begging, please don't turn away from me. At that point, it's just like he just wants someone to not run away from him. Right. And um, at this point, I'm already starting to well up. I'm like, oh, my God, this poor guy. I didn't guy. Start here yet. Mine was um, more towards the, well, the next one. He says right there, like, I heard about, you know, what you did at the wedding. My sister was a servant over there. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus says, I am willing. I am willing. Be cleansed. I mean, we know this directly from Scripture, you know, this whole thing. And as he does it, he, he hugs him, you know, or... At this point, he just says it and touches him, and you see, it's like this, is like the most special effects you've seen in the whole. And it was really subtle and well done. Like right. it wasn't like, whoop, you know, or quick. It was like slow and really, you know, simple. Um, what makes this part good and the next scene when the miracle happens? What they did a really good job with is the music in this episode, in this, mm-hmm. in this series. Right. The music plays its own character. And as it's going along and as things are happening, mm-hmm. as the music builds, you're like, when a miracle happens, the music, like the, you hear the bass and you hear the, yeah, like it really kicks it's in. It's like THX. Right. Like it really, it, it hits you and, and, and you feel it. And I think. Um, and they did, that, it, oh, they did it quite a bit here, mm-hmm. but they did it a lot of bit in the next one. Right. So, so the way that, I mean, anytime you're um, doing anything film work. If you don't have a good soundtrack, that's I mean in my in my mind that's fifty percent of the movie. You can right. you can instill so much emotion with just the audio. Silent films back in the day, you couldn't really do that. It was all relying on on the visual, right? You know, or just the movies that didn't have like a big soundtrack. Um, a lot of indie films, you know, their soundtrack is basically you know it's very simple and they don't have anything crazy going on. Maybe a couple of tracks from some local bands or whatever, and that's about it. Right, but. If you can, you can set the tone for everything with music. So it was a uh, an experiment I did when I was in college, and um, the teacher seemed to think I could play piano because I I was like, okay. So he's like, here, now um, play something upbeat, and I'm like, uh, so I played "Jump" by Van Halen because it's the only thing I knew how to play on the piano <laughs> on, on like on like a on a keyboard. So I'm like, all right, I did that. And he goes, um, more like something. I'm like, dude, I don't play piano, but I'm like, okay, so I played something like doot do doot do doot. Like it was horrible. And it was just a picture, a black and white photo of a guy walking down an alleyway. And you could make it look like by adding that sound, you could make it look like, oh, it's lighthearted. The guy's just kinda like, you know, skipping down the street. And then he's like, Now watch this. He goes over there and plays something ominous. And you're like, Whoa, who is that guy? What's he doing coming down the Changes alley? Changes the whole Changes the whole feeling of just a single black and white photo. Right. And I mean you can you put you can put so much emotion into anything, and I mean it's pretty obvious when you see somebody. Let's say you see somebody smirk. If you played like a nice sound, it could be like, oh, they've got love in their heart and they're excited. You put something ominous, you know, that's a bad guy smirking. Ooh. You know, like ooh. So, you know, and so what you're saying, it's like you know, using the the audio and the sound as a character. Yeah, you have to. Right. That's to me, that's fifty percent of what makes film. You know, is the is the audio track. 
I mean, it, movies are moving pictures, right? But there's so much more to what a movie is now because right. of the way that we can we can take audio and really build that. And this show um, definitely are. uses it to the max to really instill that. Um, but again, the writing is so good. The acting is so good. It's just, I mean, they've got the best source, <laughs> you know, for, for the material. So it's, it's, it's obvious that somebody was eventually going to get to something like this. They had to, otherwise it would have just fizzled away and, you know, it wouldn't have happened, but I'm glad that this team has, right. we, we need this, we need this in, in an entertainment nowadays, but let's keep moving on here. Um, so at that point, we see the wounds begin healing immediately, and he just gives him a big hug. He's just bawling his eyes out. Thank you. Thank you so much. I knew it. I, I, I knew it. I knew you could. I knew it would. And he's like, you know, what can I do? He's like, don't say anything to anyone. You know, when there's the exact line, you know, go show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and make your proper offering and all that stuff. And then he turns around. Anybody get a tunic? <laughs> and they're all just like, ah. Any, like, anybody got a tunic? <laughs> um, so he turns around. <laughs> anybody got the tunic? <laughs> now he's Jewish. Hey, anybody got a tunic? <laughs> is it like a character from VeggieTales or something? <laughs> no, I'll ask the kids; that they would Andre know the it. the giant from Princess Bride. Well, yeah, but for some reason, I just it just switched to like a Jewish dude. Um, anyway. <laughs> So, All I can pitch it now is Billy Crystal as the, <laughs> the medicine man. Miracle Max. Miracle like, Max, yeah. It's like a nice MLT sandwich and the mutton is nice and lean. Anyway, <laughs> my kids watched the, it for the first time a few weeks ago and they were the, petrified. The I number guess. one movie with the number one one liners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Anyway, so, let's, <laughs> let's stay on track. Keep it here. to one movie. We're already like an hour, an hour into our, our designated time. So, um, Sorry, I don't want to rush this. I mean, the, the fact is we're talking, we're having fun about this. And if we want to have just a show that's just going to recap things directly, then why even bother? Might as well just write it out in a script and just put it up on Facebook or something, you know? We're talking, we're having fun. That's what we do. Right. But in reality, like, I'm excited about this episode, and there's so much in it. I don't want to get too sidetracked about the Princess Bride. <laughs> hey, so you can bring the Princess Bride into anything. By the way, I don't know if my cousin's ever going to listen to this, but he asked me... Um, I, I'm actually considering uh, becoming ordained because he, he I, I said this out loud recently to a coworker, and I'm just like, oh, my cousin called. So my cousin from Maine wants me to marry him. Oh, so you have to do the line. <laughs> I have to. Whoa. So Twoo love. A dream within a dream. Um, so, Marriage is what brings us together today. So I don't know if I'm going to tell him. <laughs> no, you can't. I'm just gonna do it, and he's going to kill you, pee himself, laugh. No, so they're Mid they're keeping middle of the wedding. If you did that on his wedding day, <laughs> and you did not say a word, one of two things would happen: either a he would break down laughing. This was anybody. I know my cousin, and he would break down laughing, and he would and he would okay, appreciate so it. He might break down laughing. She will kill you. I don't know. So here's this is why it's a small wedding. It's a super. It's a small COVID wedding, small COVID wedding. So and the bride and groom will be six feet apart. <laughs> and I'll be six feet away from like a triangle. Of a, like, like hey, can you hey. wear the big hat too? <laughs> I'll have the sideburns. <laughs> My wedge. Anyway, say man and wife, man and wife, <laughs> man and. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. 
I'm not going to say that's the main reason why I agreed, but it was definitely the secondary thing that came up, and I go, okay, I, sh- I really should do this. You know, I've asked my wife, have you seen Princess Bride? She's like, I think. I'm like, no. No, no, you don't think you've seen Princess Bride. Either you have or you haven't. So a lot of people confuse that with Robin Hood Men in Tights, and rightfully so. I showed somebody— Just because Carrie Elwes— El- Yes, Elwes. Elwes is in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're men in tight, tight tights is tight, very tight, different tight. than as you wish. Like, True, but it's like the same character. He sounds exactly the same. He's got a little mustache. Not the same character. He's the man in black. Oh, as opposed to the man in green. Very tight tights. <laughs> one's a Mel Gibson movie, and one is a. I'm not. I know it's not Mel Gibson. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. For a second there, Mel I was Brooks. like, I'm not kidding the concept here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah, one one was Mel Brooks and the other one was Meathead. I get it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you obviously get that. Okay, so um, anyway. <laughs> I just said we're not talking about Princess Bride. You somehow, went awful. Somehow you brought us back. I brought us back. <laughs> you brought... Hey, when you get, when you marry your cousin, can you wear a glove that has six fingers on the right? <laughs> okay. Oh, beautiful! I love it. I love it. Uh, so we're back at Zebedee's house, and and um, you know James and John come up there, and they're all like, "Oh!" And Zebedee's just like, you know. Totally excited, like running down the stairs. You're back, you're back, you're here. And the mom comes and meets Jesus, and she just goes, James and John, listen to him and stay by his side. And then she She just has that awkward smile. Yeah. And she's just staring at him. She's just, it was almost creepy, like, what are you going to do? And she's like, can I come in? Oh, yeah, of course. Come on, (laughs) come on in. And everybody seems to just be, like, when they they know who he is, you know, like any, like, little tidbit that just floored. I mean, Simon obviously was super skeptical. Right. But everybody else seems to be just like, oh, he's clearly there. Simon was blocked. She wasn't just floored, though. She was, like... Mesmerized. Me- and, she's st- <laughs> and she gets... Even her sons are like, Mom, hello. Yeah. Mom, hello. Hello, Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Joyce. So, yeah. And, you know, there's the whole thing. It's like, oh. And Zebedee just goes, it's like, where's Simon? Like, wh- why is he not here? And it's just like, oh. He's back and taking care of his mom. He's like, okay, so he's still around, right? He didn't get cold feet because I'll go, I'll drag him back out here. This is ridiculous. Like, no, dude, like he's Andrew's getting him. Yeah, Andrew's on. Andrew's getting him. He's he's basically the teacher's pet. You wouldn't even recognize him. And I mean, I recognize him. He doesn't look much different to me. He he's looks still the same. he's still the same, but he's just like he's following, but he's still the same skeptical dude. Like, what's going on? Like, okay, I, what am I supposed to be doing here? Um, I don't understand. Like, he's questioning, 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 but. We go back where Simon's t- taking care of Eden's sick mother, and Andrew's like bragging to Eden about how awesome the wedding was. And so he's like, "And Jesus danced." She's like, "He danced," you know. And again, that goes back to like, he just had a party and hung out with people and danced and you know drank wine. And did he drink wine? Looked like he was, but probably. Did. I mean, hey, whatever. Um, but he's he's just having a good old time at a wedding. He had fun, normal guy. The, the whole laughing about the four left feet, <laughs> like a dan- dancing like a donkey on hot coals. The whole um, time Simon's in the background singing to her mom. Yeah, so he's in there singing, and um, yeah, he kind of comes back out there, and they're like, "Oh, heard you singing," and they're like making fun of him. He's like, "Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. Get it. Leave me alone." <laughs> what I don't get is when they get 
when they're back at um, James and John's house. Yeah. They don't ever show Simon and Andrew showing up. No, they're, they're just, just kind there. of there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because he was getting them, but we we did see them leaving, and then they're Are there. they in the same town. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just on the other side of like the the village there. So, it wasn't like they were that far away. It's just like go there ahead, and then because he did say go on there ahead, and then they'll meet you. So, that's what was right. going on there. So anyway, as they're walking out, there's Matthew. <laughs> kind of being creepy again, but he's not sitting there like with a notebook. He's more just like awkwardly, I, I want to talk to them. How do I approach them? So they, they come out and he like looks away and does his little mannerism thing there. And they're like, hey, tax man, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what's up, tax man? <laughs> following us again. Following us? He's like, dude, why don't you go back to your cage and stop following us? You know? But he's just like, I want to know about the man on the shore. Um, and they're like, yeah, well, what did you tell him about? What did you tell the Romans? Great. Now the Romans are going to come after him. You know, it's like they don't even believe me. You know, it's like that nobody even believes what I'm I'm reporting. So don't worry about it because nobody believes me. Right. But he's asking, he's like, is it real? You know, is what did I really see what I saw? You know, did that happen? And like, you know, what what good is our answer if you don't even listen to yourself? Andrew that was says. huge. Yeah. And that was like. That was the first, like, really, real big pang of guilt that he was getting there. Is like, again, of all the things he's done, of of all of it, it's just like you're like you shouldn't even know about this guy because hey, if you're not even gonna be a Jew, you know, dude, just just get out of here. Right. You know, they're they're not like, they're just like saying, dude, just go away. You know, well, don't the whole even... time is he's he's trying to, by doing his job, he is actually trying to, in a sense. As we all do, try to be something that we're not. Right. Mm -hmm. And instead of listening to that still small voice inside of us saying, do this, do that, you know, or whatever, you know, be yourself, Mm -hmm. be yourself. Uh Instead of that, (laughs) we sit there and try to be somebody else. We try, like, I've always, one of my, something I've always had, you know, normality is relative. Mm. You Mm -hmm. know? Yep. You can be a goofy person, but if that's who you are, then you are normal because right. your normal is being you. But if you're a goofy person who's trying to be solid and serious and hmm. why so serious and you're trying to be that way, at that point, you're not being you. You are no longer normal by definition. Right. <clears throat> so right. they're just basically sitting there saying, if you can't be you, why would you want to find answers to something that doesn't even matter to you right now? Right. Right. Like, so, get out of here. <laughs> right. Um, it's funny when you say the normal thing, because that was another conversation when he was having with Gaius in front of the chest of all the money and everything. He's like, just act like a normal person. Like, And then he's like, doing and just do something normal. And then he kind of comes right back and like, Sorry about that normal thing. Like again, it kind of it shows that relationship between him and Gaius. Right. And I really, I really appreciate that relationship because you have, in in so many ways, like an enemy, but he has compassion for Matthew still. Right, he's so, still a human being. Right. Um. So they're all having lunch at Zebedee's, and they're they're asking Jesus all these questions like, "Oh, what tribe are you from?" You know. Oh, and someone's like, "I bet you it's the tribe of Judah." And he's like, "Oh." Very good. What makes you think that? You know, when they're kind of going through it, others arrive and they're like interested to discuss his parables and all different things. And then he starts going into the parable of the faithful servant. 
you know, which he used it very specific about the um, the wedding that he went to about Abner. Like, what was Abner's servant doing while he was at the wedding? You know, and it's like, oh, well, waiting at the gates. Well, why? You know, because well, you should be the, expectant. That was the the seven, the uh, the seven widows, not the seven widows, the um, seven virgins with their lights. Yeah, and the seven without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the oil. That's not the faithful servant. No, oh, whatever. <laughs> it was the parable of the seven, the seven virgins. There's fourteen virgins waiting for the master at the mm-hmm. door, right? And it's dark out, and the faithful virgins brought additional oil for when their when their lamps would go low, right? And the other seven did not, and they would ask mm-hmm. when they went out. They asked, and they said, "We don't have any to go to town." So they went to town to get more. When they right. came back, it was too late. It was too late. Yeah. So that I don't even know you get out of here and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> well, so they, they he starts that parable and it kind of moves on too. And you see Shula and Barnaby show back up, which I thought was cool. And there's the you know the funny guy and, and the blind lady. Right. Um. So they come back up and then, <laughs> of course, Barnaby's like, I heard about the wedding. Could you do that to the well near my house? Wants <laughs> well, a wine well. I mean, well, maybe maybe you can ask wine hands to help out. Right. <laughs> What's great though is again I go back to. Reading the parables in scripture. Oh, Jesus is wine hands. Oh, not Simon. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why they call them wine hands. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I don't know. You got me. The oh. wine. The wine well. Oh, when yes. I read, whenever I read scripture and I read the parables like that, I just keep thinking Jesus is, and this is how it goes. But he's having conversation. He brings yeah. it. He's talking in, just like it's like if I'm using an analogy today, yeah. mm-hmm. he's just using an everyday analogy for them, for them to understand. Right. He just called it a parable. Right. I I talk in metaf- I speak in metaphors all the time. You know, metaphorically that's, that's, speaking. Yes. <laughs> Figuratively speaking, <laughs> um, but no, I always talk in metaphors, and it drives my wife nuts when I when I speak that way. But for me, it's the, it's the easiest way for me to explain something. I say that's that's like you know, it's a simile. You know, right. um, it's like that is like this. Um, I do that with my wife, and I'll do it two or three times, and she's yeah. like, "I get it." Yeah, I know. That's and I'm like. <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> if you understood it, do you really? Yeah. Yes, I got it. You've mm-hmm. said it ten times now, but just one more. Yeah, and you know, I get it from my mom because my mom does that. Mm-hmm. And what's funny with my mom is she'll have, she'll read something one morning. Yeah, and then she'll try to find a way to apply it to whatever conversation we're having. Oh yeah, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and she's like, "So I read this this morning," and then she'll use the analogy she gets from that, and I'm like, "You're amazing." How you can take, we're on conversation A, you read something about conversation Q, Why? and you somehow brought it all the way back to conversation A. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it fits. And I'm like, brilliant. That's awesome. Yep. <clears throat> but that's where I get it from, too. I get it, I, I do metaphors, analogies, right. similes. Um, I, I do all of those things because right. it just... It, it just it makes the what's the word I'm looking for? It makes it real. It makes it understandable. It makes it relatable. Yeah, it makes the complex simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Simon's there, like as you said, just suddenly there, and um, he goes all security detail again because the crowd's starting to grow, and John's just like, dude, 
chill. Like, just chill. Chill out and just be Simon. He's like, he wants me to, he's, he's telling me I'm going to catch men. What does that even mean? Like, he's like, he'll, he'll tell you, you know, when he wants you to know. He's, he, he, and there's a reason he didn't tell you yet. It's not the time. Just like right. everything else. It's like, it's not my time. It's not my time. His time has not yet come, you know? So he's just trying to teach him to be patient. And I mean, how, again, that goes back to my thing about patience, new patients welcome. You know, it was just, for me, I was like, why aren't you telling me what my, my part is here? What is my gifting? What am I supposed to be doing here? Well, I've got a, a lifetime. I mean, I don't know how long my lifetime has. It could be tomorrow. It could be three months from now. It could be 50 years. From, I don't know. I have no idea how long it could be. And I don't want to limit myself to only those three options. But, you know, the the point is... Isn't it Channel 41? Okay. Isn't it? What are you talking about? Lifetime. Oh, my. So, <laughs> no, I don't have cable. Uh, I kicked cable. You're such a weirdo. I kicked cable. Yeah. You say that like you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I cut the cable. I kicked cable. <laughs> I kicked that habit. It was a bad habit. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so TV is evil. <laughs> so we get through there, but that's the whole thing. Is like we, the hardest thing for us is we are not. We want. Immediate, we want instant gratification. We want to know what we need to do so we can start working on it and be prepared for it. I mean, some people are procrastinators like, oh, when it happens, it when it happens. There's the lazy, there's the the steadfast, there's the ones who just want to, you know, get it over and done with. They're the ones who want to get the, over with. the leg up. Yeah, I mean, so it's, huh? It's not over and done with. It's done and over with. Why? I, I don't know. It's just the proper way of saying it. I didn't oh. create the staying. I just... It's like I didn't create the language. I just follow along with how to actually speak it. Gotcha. And I'm only doing this to you because you're so openly willing to do it to everybody else. On the podcast. All right. How many times Gloves are off now, Chuck? Corrected. Me? How many times have you corrected Will on a podcast? He told me to. You've done it to me. He's told me directly. <laughs> You've done it to me a few times. So I, I was just... trying to be too nice, and he's just like, "Just be real. If if you got something you want to correct, go ahead and do it." Um, anyway, so we get back over to Nicodemus, right? And he's speaking with Shmuel, and what? Shmigal. Shmigal. <laughs> so he's over there talking to Gollum, and um, he basically is like, "Oh, my eyes are tired. Can you, can you read from you know the prophet Isaiah for me?" And he pulls out like Isaiah. He's basically starting. He's like, "No, a little bit further down." Brings him right for to Isaiah forty, uh, verse three. And as he's going through it, it's just, you know, it's, he's a voice crying out in the wilderness, make way for the, you know, the, the king. Um, it's like, who does this sound like to you? Yeah. And he's like, well, it sounds like the, her- the, the heretic John. He's like, okay, what, and why is it heresy? Like, you know, what, what's going on here? And they go back and forth about this whole thing. And he's just like, well, he said this, you know, he's coming and I'm unworthy to t- untie the, or to tie the sandals of, you know. Untie those, the sandals. Yeah. So he, he goes through that, and he's like, but God has no body. He can't wear sandals. <laughs> he's so, he's so yeah. literal in this situation. He's, he's so focused on the letter of the law, you know, and just like, that's all we know. But it's, and he just, the whole thing that um, Nicodemus comes back to is like, would you place limits on the Almighty? You know, or, you, or do you, I mean, or do you expect him to just sit in that box that you carved out for him? Which how know, often that, do we do that? Exactly. You know, and that's a, this is the part, too, where he goes, and the Sadducees, they look at the law of Moses, and the first 
five books of the prof of the of the scriptures. That's it. And they believed that once Moses died, so did God. Right. That was and the it. crazy thing is, is all the Pharisees read everything up through Micah, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they believed the whole Old Testament. And then once Jesus gets here, oh, he's gone. Right. Like, they just they held on to their tradition, and that's the hard thing. So it's and so the question is, are we gonna be are we gonna be the Pharisees of today that they were back then? Right. Are we, we going to view Christ the same way? Like, oh, so the Bible was written, mm-hmm. and Christ died, and that was it. Right. Or, no, is there more to come of what God wants to reveal? Right. So I was listening to the Old Testament—or, yeah, I was listening. I was doing some some brief shoveling today, which I guess I didn't have to do. I just wanted to get a leg up on it, even though everything melted. It was like 43 degrees today. I'm like, yay! Heat wave! <laughs> it was great. I'm hoping that the the roof raking I did helped a little bit to avoid some ice dams and let them melt. Um, but I was out there, and I forgot what part it was. Um, it was about, oh, uh, oh, geez, don't lose it. Um, I, I lost it. But it was, as it was said in there, like, this is the covenant and this is the law, and this is the rule for all time. And so if somebody says that, you know, if God says this is it, and that's it for all time, when somebody else comes and says, I know, I know God said that, but I'm God, and that's not true anymore. It's changed because of me. Of me. I came to fulfill the law. Right, and that sounds blasphemous. So I can understand why people who are following it by the letter Knowing this is for all time, it's going to be on for eternity, when somebody comes and, and starts like changing that and saying, no, 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 I'm creating a new covenant. Well, there are still parts of the law that are for all time. Right. Like, thou shalt not kill. Yeah. Pretty sure that's S- still a sin. Still yeah. a sin. <laughs> yeah. Um, coveting thy neighbor's wife. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what it was, Jesus. It was working on the Sabbath. That's what it was. Yeah, we, do you realize that out of the Ten Commandments, that is the longest commandment? Yeah, it is. And it was, and it's crazy because the Sabbath, man wasn't created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for man. Right. And we do not, as a culture today, do not follow it at all. No. Like we miss out. And do you realize that if I've actually done some study on this? That somebody who actually takes Sabbath once a week, whether it's Sunday or Saturday or whatever day it is, mm-hmm. on average they extend their life by up to ten years. Yeah, I I did read that. Yeah, how crazy is that? That's nuts. I'll take it. <laughs> it's it's <clears throat> a it's a matter of of um of self care. Right. You know we have to do that. We have to pay attention to it. The thing is, people burn themselves out. They overstress. They overworry. Whether it's like I have to pay down debts, or I have to do this, or I have to bring up my social status, or whatever, right. they're constantly running, running, running. So for us, uh, sometimes it, sometimes it seems like work for me on right. a, on a on a Sunday. You, you know, I know that you you work on both ends. You work you work Sundays a lot. You know, I'm that's, actually that's going to be changing soon. Yay! So good. Then we can have you over for lunch. Yay. But what we've been doing is most Sundays I'm serving at the church. And I'm like, hmm, serving at the church is that work? No. It can be. It can be. And I think there's there's been days where I got to a point where it was seeming more like work than than serving God. If that's the place and, if that's the place you thought at that, that point you should take a break. Which I did. So it's it's been nice to recognize that I took quite a good break uh, from certain levels of, of ministry it's, and it's been huge. It's funny because talking speaking of the whole like using analogies, 
I was talking to my parents about this, and I was like, you know, it's like burn the candle on both ends. And my mom was like, yeah. I'm like, do you know what that means? She's like, yeah. It's like when you, you light the candle at night, and then you light the candle in, in the morning. And I was like, no. They literally would light the candle on both ends of the <laughs> candle, and it would burn its way in quicker. Right. And she was like, no. You <laughs> you use it in the morning when it was dark out, and then you would use it at night, and it would. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what it means. It's both ends of the candle. Both ends <laughs> of the candle, not both ends of the day. And right. It was just. Uh, <clears throat> I digress. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you digress. <laughs> so, w- what we're talking about here is he's having this really great conversation with Shmuel. And he's just saying, we are all still students, and our understanding will never be complete. Right. And, and that's what he's trying to get at is, like, we're, we're acting just like the Sadducees. And he's, he's recognizing that, that they're, they're so stuck on tradition, you know, and they're limiting themselves because of their, you know, their ignorant, you know, rigid tradition that they're following. Right. And— They were sad, you see. Yeah, but that the whole thing is like you said, you know, look what they missed because they didn't read Ruth and all these other like amazing stories that were, you know, showing right. all this because they just stuck to what they knew and then that was that and they didn't want to move on. They weren't willing to accept anything new. And unfortunately, we see this with with the Jewish people today. It's like, ah, oh, they're so stuck on the law and they're not accepting of what Christ well, wanted. That's to not offer just them. Jewish people. That's well, just humanity alone. Right. But it, it's it's sad because the people who were following that story for so long and following God, and then this Jew comes up and he's like, "I'm going to save all of you," and then they're like, no. eh, "I don't believe him." Nah, moving on. They were the you know crucify him people, and then crucified, but didn't recognize the miracle that happened at that point where the right. veil was torn and everything else. But um, the whole thing that he's getting at is like, are we actually missing something? You know, Nicodemus is just like. As he said earlier on in the, in the season, he was just talking to his wife, like, maybe there's something more crazy and wonderful that we just, we don't expect because we're so stuck in our, with our noses in these books. Right. You know, like, there's something else that God wants to show us. And that's when you realize that they're like, you know, is there some, some guy preaching out there? Like, who is he? Is it, you know, is he a, a Sadducee or who, like, who's preaching where? Like, no, he's just a common dude. You know, like, okay, some guy out there, not even a teacher, and everybody's gathering around. Nicodemus has that little flutter of, oh, I wonder if it's him. I wonder if it's it's the man. You know, right. it's like, oh, uh, uh, we'll go investigate this. Let's let's <laughs> let's take a look. So they go back around the table, and there's more discussions going on and parables around the table. And he just gets, he's just saying like, all must repent or perish. You know, that's pretty much straightforward. Like we have to recognize the importance of of recognizing where our sin is and repenting for it, saying I'm done with this and changing their ways. Um, and then, you know, Shula's asking about prayer and she's very modest and like humble about it. I, I love the way she asks, you know, like, how do I, you know, how do I go about prayer? He's like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, you know, the, the Pharisees, they pray so much better than me. So I just, I feel embarrassed to, to go out and pray in front of anybody. He's like, do it behind closed doors. Like, what right. do you, why do you feel like you need to prove something? You know, lock yourself in your in a room with the, the windows shut and have your private time with God. You right. shouldn't be trying to show off. And then he gets into the whole, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Right. Um, and what's his name is like, how would my left, how do I keep that? Like, <laughs> how would I make that happen? Yeah. And he's just not getting it. He's you know, like, okay, he's hearing the words, but not understanding the. Is this the part where Jesus talks about being righteous? And then he kind of like, 
He's like, you're some righteous. You're okay, righteous. He's actually like, kind of like, again, joining people out. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think I'm going to miss that. But yeah, he's he's just kind of going off on, on this. And it's funny because today I, I had a, a big, uh, a few days ago, had this big situation that's not normal for me. I won't get into it because I want to try to practice this. But we were generous with something. We were generous with a gift that was given to us, and we used it to gift somebody else. You re-gift something. Not so much. It was it was a it was a monetary thing. We were given this to do use for something else, and there was leftover, and we used it to gift more to somebody else afterwards. Instead of just you know, so in us recognizing that we were given a gift, so I use this as an example of God has given us you know giftings. If I'm keeping it all for myself, right? What's the point? So there was this monetary you were gift. extra for the sake of helping somebody else. Exactly. <clears throat> so, and it was it was something simple as you know a tip, and uh, in, in my mind, an excessive tip to a waiter. We don't know where his life is. We don't know what's going on. But we gave the change to the waiter more. And and I fought. I fought and said, "Ooh, can we just keep ten? 10, 10 bucks, you know, because it was me justifying this was something for us, for me, for mine, my precious, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and I fought, and I, but I was like, quick before my right hand knows, you know, or my left hand knows what's going on, like, let's do this, and uh, again, I'm going against, this is not hiding it in the closet, but it's an area that I'm trying to grow, and I had to recognize, like, okay, it's just... Well, there's a difference between what you're doing now and what he's saying. You sharing a struggle and a victory in that area is right. different than what he's saying here is don't let your left hand. You know, he even says, he says, don't do it and try to brag. Right. Like, oh, like if you were, oh, I gave money and, you know, pat me on the back because I did. It's like somebody walking up to the front where the baskets are and waving their $100 bill or whatever as they're putting it in, like, <laughs> like Mr. Bean style, waving it and then dropping it in the basket. And hey, just like, just <laughs> because I did that on smiling. Sunday, don't point out to everybody, okay? I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't saying your name, Chuck. I was. <laughs> <sighs> now, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't $100. I know. It was $1. Oh, well, I saw the one. <laughs> I was a little busy playing. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I waved it right in your face. How did you not notice it? I got up on stage and went, ha, 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 ha. I, yeah, I know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to Matthew in the cage, you know. Um, on his cage. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he said his cage. He's back in his cage. <laughs> it's like it's not a cage, it's a booth. Yeah, whatever. So. He's like, you know, when was the last time? When was the last customer? He's like, we don't have customers here, dude. He's like, when was your last like, um, what do you? I don't know what he said, but you're like victim, basically. <laughs> and it's like it's been over an hour, maybe two. I don't even know. But they they get into the whole thing. There's a mob on the other side, and you know, just all these people over there. Some guys like preaching, and Matthew gets like all hyped up about it, and he's like, okay, so he's as intrigued as Nicodemus at this well, point. He's thinking he's it's. The guy at the shore. Yeah. Well, because it is. Right. Um, well, he is, but he isn't. No, I'm just saying. Right. He's thinking that. So, again, just like Nicodemus, they're both thinking, I should get over there. You know, right. they have their motives. And he's just like, Matthew wants to go. And he's just like, uh, 
did you hear me there's a mob with people like you don't do well with people <laughs> he's like <laughs> i love his response how do you think i survived the other 16 <laughs> hours of the day he's like he's i like, don't know he's like he's like i can't protect you he's like yeah exactly how do you think i survived the other 16 hours i have no such idea a, but okay such a brilliant response because <laughs> like, he wasn't trying to be sarcastic no that was matthew totally being serious but yeah. i was like for any of us that would be a stupidly sarcastic remark right right <clears throat> but <laughs> it, it goes it, this this scene here goes back to where we first saw him in episode one Phantom Menace. Yes. Um, in the first episode here, we see him hiding in the back of some guy's cart to go through town to avoid people because he gets hit, spit on, tripped, all these things. Right. You know, now he wants to be over. in the middle of it. Now he wants to run up there, and he's like not even thinking about what might happen. He's like, dude, just let me get over there. I don't care about what's going to happen to me. I'm used to it, okay? <sighs> I can get through it. I'll survive. But I want it. he wants to be over there. So you see Jesus, and he's like praying and preaching from the doorway out to everybody. Um, not praying, I, I wrote praying, but preaching. Um, and the paralyzed, paralyzed man comes in with that woman who well, once she lived brings in Egypt. In, yeah. yeah. So she's over there. Um, and, uh, they this whole get scene it. is what ruined me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's good. Ruined. Can I, can I go down this scene? Yeah. Go Do ahead. Do you care? Yeah. Um, so she comes in and she's asking people, can I get, can I, I need to see him. Can I see Jesus of Nazareth? Can I see him? And she meets with Mary. She talks with Simon. And they're like, we can try, but there's no space. So even Mary talking to the guy, and she's like, yeah, we just, we, you know, we can't do it. And the guy looks up and says, if you were me, would you basically just accept that and move on? <laughs> just no, he's like, he's like, wouldn't you, you know, want us to, you know, ruin his time to. If it was you, cause a scene. Cause yeah. a scene, right? So like, I don't want to. He's like, if it was you, would you want want to cause a scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I was you. <laughs> right. She's like, I was you, and she did cause. And the scene was created, and all the. So they're looking around, looking around. And then the the girl from Egypt, she's like, well, what about the roof? Yeah. All right. Okay. So I've always had this image in my mind of this cot. That was tied on all four corners and then right. lowering him down. Yeah, Frankenstein style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not at all what happens here. No. <laughs> um, they get to the roof, and Jesus is still preaching, and she's going up there. And at this point, Matthew looks is walking around. And, <laughs> I mean, Nic- Nicodemus and another guy, uh, Shmuel, comes over, and they're mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. And then Matthew looks around and he sees these two kids on the adjacent no, no, roof. No, he's getting hit by rocks. That's true. So he's like, "What the heck?" So what Abigail and Joshua are back, and I like I forgot they came back in this in the show. Um, and so I saw so him like, "Oh, it's them!" And they're throwing rocks at him. He's like, "What the heck?" And he looks up, and there's these two kids. He's like sitting on the ledge, and I love it. He's standing in front of this ladder, and he's going, "How did you guys get up there?" <laughs> We use uh, the ladder. The ladder? <laughs> and then he goes to his OCD and he wipes it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he wipes down sticks. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he wipes down the side of them. Yeah. But the funniest part is as he's doing it, Simon's like tickling him or something from behind. He's like, just get up there. What are you doing? He pushed him up. <laughs> and, um, and then he gets up. He's like, you enjoying the view? Yeah. And so 
And then they offer him a snack because they're eating like not just like that out of a yeah. bowl. And he's like, no, no, no. Because he's like, I'm not going to touch, touch your food. Like, yeah. I have OCD, blah, blah, blah. So then the adjacent roof, now Mary's up there. The girl from Ethiopia or Egypt is up there with the, with the paralytic. Um, and there's this hole in the roof. Yeah. And she goes down. She goes, Jesus of Nazareth. And he looks up. Yeah. And she's like, I saw, I was there when you healed the leper. And I have a friend here who has been paralyzed from the waist down since he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I know that you can make him whole the way you made that leper whole. Right. And at this point, I started to like, and she's like, I'm going to lower him down to you, basically. Yeah. And then they start ripping the roof apart. Yeah, with like a machete. And the guy's like, like, that's my roof. That's my roof. And he's like, what do you, what? Uh, but everybody below starts like moving the tables and getting ready. So they're like, okay, it's coming. It's happening. And so they you use know? this like fishing net and they tie him to this net and yeah. they lower him down. And as they're lowering him, she's like, I know. And Jesus looks up, Jesus looks up and says, your faith is beautiful. So, before we get too far there, um, before we even get to that point, as, as that's happening, as you mentioned, Nicodemus, Yusuf, and Shmuel arrive, you know, and as they get in there, he uh, Shmuel's talking, and this guy who's standing there, I don't know, I didn't look to see, was it Barnaby? It was somebody. And he says, he's like, quiet, I'm trying to listen. He's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> like, Shmuel gets so upset. Oh, Nicodemus is like, we're out gets, of our element He's here. like, dude, we're, we're not, like, yeah. We shouldn't even be here. Yeah, we're not, we're, we, like, this is not the time and place, Shmuel, like, ch chill out. So, um, and that's when they see Mary, and Shmuel's just, like, blown away, because he's finally seen her that's now. her. He's, like, fi finally sees her totally restored, fully restored, and he's, like, what? Yeah, I know, I told you, right? Like, I see? And then Yusuf's, like, yeah, see? I told you guys. You know, so, okay. And as they're, as they're going through that, so what she's basically asking, please heal, you know, my friend, um, Shmuel comes up there, and he's just, like, hey, hey, by, by whose authority do you teach? And Jesus is just full on ignoring him, right? Full on ignoring him while mm -hmm. she's speaking to him. And this is where you were saying. And he says, "You're so." As he's asking all these questions, he's that's when he says, "You know, your faith is beautiful." You know, and but again, Shmuel's just like, "Dude, like I am talking to you." Like right. who, then he, again, then he, who but then think? as the guys get the guy gets lowered to the ground, to the floor, and then he looks at at him and he says. Is it not like basically the whole scripture of is it easier to say your sins are forgiven mm -hmm. or to say rise, pick up your bed and walk? Right, right. And he looks at him and he turns around and he looks at the guy and he says, rise. Well, so, I mean, it's it, it, this whole part was directly um, out of scripture. So I'm looking at Mark, uh, Mark 2, 6. Um, but some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to, to themselves. So I, I didn't pick this up. I forgot about it, But they thought to themselves, you know, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God forgives <clears throat> sins. But Jesus picked it up right here. So his response was like, why do you question this in your hearts? He knew us. He knew their thoughts. He knew exactly what they were thinking because he, he knew what was happening. He knew how they would respond. And he goes, is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or stand up, pick up your mat and walk? You know, so I'll prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then, at that point, he turns, he turns over and says straight up, stand up, 
pick up your mat and get out of here. Just go home. <laughs> Make like a tree and get out of here. Right. <laughs> so, and as he does it, um, the guy yeah, so is it's like straight beside up beside himself. Well, <laughs> so then we get. He's like, Schmeagel is like, what? Yeah, Are like, you, like how dare you blaspheme, you know, in front of me, right? Type thing and get these people all riled up. But the, the man on the floor, right after he said that, he he pulls a um, a kill bill and starts wiggling his big toe. <laughs> That's what I saw. I saw that. It was. It looked just like that scene where she's in the van trying to wiggle her toe. So you know what I know what I thought? No. Hey, he moved his finger. Princess Bride. Oh. <laughs> he moves his finger. That's pretty good, huh? <laughs> you just nodded your head. Aren't, are you not happy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but then but then he like loses it. The, yeah. And he screams he's like Roman soldiers he's here. And, he, and yeah. all of a sudden they start charging the house. Yep. Breaking in. Um Zebedee and his family lock the doors and they say, out the back door, out the back door, out the back door. So they're trying to break in. And as this is happening, you've got the man who was just healed, who's walking out. And you see the people just before that, the people he's walking through the crowd and they're all backing up, just like staring. You can see like that the people parting like the Red Sea. Yeah. As he walks through it. Nicodemus is he's coming to him and Nicodemus as as it's all pandemonium, just craziness. It's it gets silent. Right gets silent, like completely silent as Nicodemus sees him. And the guy looks up and he doesn't just like smile. He's he, tears he, he in just his balls eyes. his eyes because he's looking like you just witnessed this miracle that just happened in me. And he looks up and it's I'm so glad that this was the reaction that he had. Again, you would think in any case, like he'd be joyous and smiling, like, look, look at me, look at me. But he's just like, he's, he can't even get to that excitement because he's just such in tears. You know, 30 something years of this guy's life, and he's never been able to walk. And right. here he is walking out with his mat by this Pharisee who just witnessed it. Right. And it's just, it's amazing. This, this shot was like the whole episode, you know, this was like worth it. You know, this right. made the whole episode worth it for me. And then what happens next is really cool because as the Roman soldiers are trying to break into Zebedee's house, <laughs> Nicodemus goes to the other side of it and he meets up with Mary. Catches her again, yep. And he's like, I have to meet him. Yep. I I don't care where I meet him. on a, In a valley, in a cave, in a tomb, you know, yep. anywhere. I need just she's like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like <clears throat> no one knows what his schedule really is. She's like he's like just set up a meeting. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. He's like I's like I don't care. A ravine, a cave, even a tomb. Like I don't care where I need to meet him. I want to meet this guy. So so she's like okay, I'll do my best. Yeah. Basically. Yep. And he's just all right. And then so, it, and then it goes over to the kids with Matthew. The kids with Matt. Yeah. Now at this point, it was funny because Matthew all of a sudden reaches over and grabs some nuts out of the yeah and starts eating it, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he's just like that, like oh, yeah, <laughs> like, like okay, like like, like when you're in a movie theater and you like you're reaching for someone's popcorn. Yeah, like next he's to just you. he was totally enthralled and not even paying attention to what he was doing, but he's just, he's just like ah, oh, no, no, just. <laughs> so then the Roman soldiers break into the house. 
They see the back door open, and you realize that Jesus and his disciples have snuck out split. the back. Yeah, right. and the mom's like, "Oh, hey, can we help you? Like, <laughs> what's going on? We're about to have lunch. <laughs> Welcome." Yeah, and then it, it then it cuts over to Matthew is now in the back alley. Yeah, watching Jesus and his disciples walk away. And I actually, well, no, 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 no. Before it even gets there, um, the kids ask Matthew, like, "Like, are you lost?" He's like, "Yes, yes, I am." He like he for the first time recognized that yes, I'm, I'm. Truly, I have no idea what I'm doing. Right, and he was he was realizing that he's been lost. Right, so it's just it was it was a great moment to not forget. But you see you see it there, and, and then there another this the amazing shot. That you're getting at, where basically he sees Jesus, and they're all kind of going out the back, the back alley, and kind of sneaking out through a hole in the back. I was not expecting this. Oh no! Oh no! I was expecting something completely different. Because Jesus, you see him, and Jesus stops, dead stops, turns around, looks at him, gives him a smile, smile. Yeah. turns around, and walks away. But when he smiles at him, Matthew's eyes just like widen up and he just like freezes and he's like he sees it he, my he sees me he right. sees me he knows me i can feel it and you know jesus turns around and, and basically just kind of like you know with a smirk at that point goes off right. it's like i'll see, be back I, for you <laughs> see i was expecting him to s- turn around smile and then say and then call him by name and call him to it but right. i'm guessing that that's going to be for a whole other episode they were just setting this up for you probably you know more than I. I haven't of seen course the last. I do. So they're setting it up for Matthew to now be called, um, but the whole time during the them lowering the guy through the roof, mm-hmm. I'm at the gym on a elliptical <laughs> with headphones in, watching this on my phone, and I'm like halfway in tears, like what is going on. Like, I'm in a gym. I, I shouldn't be <laughs> basically breaking down. But it's just so... <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it, it was such a touching episode. It was powerful. It was touching. It was... You got to see more humanity in Christ. See more. You got to see a mix of the humanity and the divini- the divinity of Christ. Right. In this episode, and how well it just meshed. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to see fully God and fully man, right? You got to see the everyday conversation, and you got to see scripture being, you know, coming to life in this without it actually feeling like it's being preached to you, right? And that was the part that was really, really, really cool. Um, but the my two favorite things of this show was the more in depth they went with Nicodemus and you seeing him really, his journey colliding and, you know, him really wanting to understand who Christ is. And then Matthew, mm-hmm. Matthew was, he's one of my favorites. Oh yeah. I mean, I think I hate to say it um, just because I don't want to just like disregard, but I mean, think about who the key players are here. Uh, James and John, they're there. We know who they are. They fish, but we're not, we're not as sucked into their lives as we are with Simon, well, with Matthew, with Nicodemus. Right. Um. I mean, with Andrew, he's kind of the side one who's been there the whole time. But, right. and you know, 
Mary. Eden, Mary. Like, we get that, but we haven't gotten too much. I mean, and even, even Thomas, the way that he did that, like, we know he's Thomas. But, like, the other ones, like Thaddeus and, and everybody else, I'm like, oh, they're, I, I hate to say they're kind of, they're there. <laughs> they're part of the 12, you know? Well, not yet. Well, no, they're there. Thaddeus is there. Well, but he says there will soon be 12, but you haven't met all the 12. Well, I know, I know, I'm saying, but he's part of the 12 in reality. We know right. that. So, but it's like, like uh, Judas isn't there yet. Like Big James and, and, you know, Young James. We don't have too much about them. One of them, okay, Adam Sandler's a singer. We get that. And I'm sorry, but he totally looks like Adam Sandler. And I really wish he had said, instead of the song he's, I wish he sang Eight Crazy Nights. It would have fit <laughs> beautifully. Or a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> Yeah, but Adam Sandler singing Eight Crazy Nights. Adam Sandler, you ever see his Bruce Springsteen impression? It's dead on. It's Is hilarious. It really? Oh, dude, he dresses like, like oh, I, I hate Bruce Springsteen. No offense, Bruce. If you listen, it's just I just I can't get into your music. I've got I've got respect for you, but I, I would never and Adam put your Sandler, song. if you're listening, you're probably not, but if you are, move back home. We could use you back come, here in New Hampshire. Come back here. Come back. I know you've been shooting movies in my old neighborhood. Seriously, down in Lynn and stuff. I was like, dude, that's right down the street from my house. Come Adam back. Sandler's probably not listening to this. Come back. <laughs> come back. Come back. So anyway. Jack, um come back. Come back. We, we've gotten way far off topic here. But no, these characters are really building up here. And I'm going to say that the next episode is called Invitations. And this is the episode that I've probably watched maybe six times already. Is this your favorite episode? This is my favorite episode in the entire series so far. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's just, there's a scene that it it gets me every single time. And it's, it's gets brilliant. Gets every time. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Anyway, so, no, I didn't. And I'm, I'm going to watch it and cry love it so um i'm excited for the next episode i love this episode you know i forgot how much meat was in it you know how how you know great it was to view it again um i hate to say like with with everything else that's been going on like the wandavision stuff we've been doing and trying to catch up on some of the movie stuff so we can still keep putting things out um which a goofy movie coming soon <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> we um we have to with all it. that it's been it's been hard for me to uh to keep up with this and i realized like again today i was like oh it's tuesday i didn't watch the episode yet so i watched it again today to catch up um and usually i try to make it so i can watch it with the kids because there's episodes they've missed and i wanted them to watch it too um my girls love this show my, my kids are five and three and even my three-year-old in the first episode, when they were showing the scene where Mary was possessed, she was, like, glued to the screen. And just like, what's going to happen? And it's so funny to see a three-year-old, like, enthralled like that and right. thinking and just, like, amazed and understanding right. who the characters are because she knows who Jesus is. She knows we, we read stories. Last night, what was it we were going through? We were going through a Bible story, and my five-year-old, who's very smart, but my the three-year-old beat her to answer the question in the Bible story. And I forgot what the question was, but she, she came back and it just, it blew me away at how, how well she understood scripture. And I thought she wasn't paying attention. And she came back and, and answered the question. I was like, whoa. What were the dimensions of the temple? Oh yeah. Uh, 40 cubits long. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. How the heck did you know that? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. No, <laughs> what was the size of the ark? <laughs> Smart kid, man. But Matthew knew that stuff. Matthew did. <laughs> Maybe. 
Although, although he did say he he was kind of um, odd. <laughs> not odd, but he he did say he didn't. Oh yeah, because they asked the question um, when there was nobody coming, and he goes, "Is there like a Jewish holiday going on today that I don't know about?" And he goes, I, "I barely know any of them at this point, you know, because he's so disconnected from the people." Matthew no, 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 that's not what he said. He said something like that. Yeah. So, what's his name? The Ga- Gaius. Gaius yeah. was like, "Is there a is there a uh, a Jewish holiday that we're not aware of?" And he goes. There's lots of holidays that you're not aware of. Oh, okay. He put it back in his face. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, good. For, like, he. Okay, I didn't catch Because he's that. like, get out of your cage. It's not a cage. It's a booth. <laughs> and I'm care. like, where is Matthew getting? He talks out of place so often. But here he's like, he's, he's really. on point. Yeah, he's on point. But in, in, <sighs> at this point, he's really, because he's struggling with what's going on. He's really starting to push back against what he's doing and recognizing. He's like, dude, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> a lot of it. Although they've got their relationship, he's he's really pushing buttons here. But anyway. It's um, – I, 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 I love I, what Matthew, <laughs> how Matthew is in this episode. In yeah. this, this whole show, it's beautiful. Now, the funny thing about this is most of the actors do not have they, – they have American accents in real life. Do they really? Yes. They have American accents. Yes, I say American accents because they, this, you know, just like you and I. Like, there's no like, it, so you look at uh, Paris Patel. That's the guy who plays Matthew. Um, regular dude, you know, just like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, oh man, I did not expect that. Um, Mary, same thing. Like, it, it's and you can tell certain people in there, like the guy at the pawn shop there. Like, oh, this guy, <laughs> he lives. He's from Manchester. You know, like he's just some dude up the street. Um, but you know, they do a good job with that, just getting all the people together and, and mixing it. But honestly, I'm, I'm still just really blown away with how this show has, um, come together with realism, with making it feel not just like, you know, not preachy, you know, but still getting the word of God out. It's nuts. I love it. I love it. So anyway, that's, that's where I'm at. I, I love this episode, but I'm so pumped to to watch. The, um, oh, now the, I am the too. Next episode, just, it's your favorite. When you said it was your it's your favorite ones coming up, I'm like, okay, is this this favorite one? Because this one's <laughs> every week. Every one's in my favorite episode, right? But I haven't watched all of them yet to say this is my all time favorite episode, right? <clears throat> so far, Matthew and Simon and Nicodemus, the three main characters. Um, <clears throat> Matthew is by far, I think, my favorite. He's he he's funny. Uh, Nicodemus is just amazing. Is amazing. Um, but yeah, I think you you watch it you watch it through and you start picking up different things with different characters. Um, Simon, obviously, a lot's gonna ha- happen with him. Um, I, I saw I saw a meme. Of course, it's always going back to memes of uh, Simon and Jesus playing basketball. And you see Simon or Peter, whatever, at this point, Peter, jumping up and deflecting the ba- the ball from the basket. <laughs> it says, when Peter denied Jesus three times. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> so bad. And for funny. those of you out there, this is like my eighth time hearing that this week. Oh, really? From you. Oh, really? D- come on. From you. That was just last week. Like I said, I, I was so tired last week. I listened to our recording, and I don't remember having that conversation. It's <laughs> like, wow, we did pretty good considering we were so tired. Anyway, so we can avoid that. We're gonna cl- we're gonna close this tonight. 
So I'm gonna close did, this with did a you few. Have something? Yeah, I, I just wanna I just wanna just for the sake of it, I wanna read a few of these church signs just to Oh my end on a good note. On a good note? <laughs> on a good note. Because <laughs> we were oh, cause this was a horrible night. <laughs> So, sorry to make you all feel so sad. Chuck's going to lift up your spirits now. <laughs> it's just three or four of them. So one of them said, this sign is broken. Message inside. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Acting perfect in church is like dressing up for an x-ray. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Having trouble sleeping? Try one of our sermons. <laughs> I've seen that one. Yep. That's horrible. <laughs> uh, um... God recycles. He made you from dust. <laughs> yep. Where, where do people think of these things? Adam and Eve, the first people to not read the Apple terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were warned. Uh, they were told. Sunscreen, S-O-N, mm-hmm. prevents sin burn. <laughs> Oh my. Okay. So, thank and then you last so- <laughs> but not least, tweet others the way you want to be tweeted. <laughs> Mowage. <laughs> oh, oh Methodist churches. Oh, if they were only as clever in their walk with God as they are in their <laughs> signs. <laughs> oh boy. Well, <laughs> on that note, Chuck, um, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Black and White Reviews. Um, and to you all out there as well, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Um, we definitely recommend that you, you give this show another shot. If you've, if you've seen it already, um, just to pick up some other things and some subtleties that are in there. I'm really looking forward to season two, um, oh, and three and three and four. And I think they want to go up to eight or something like that. Seven but, or eight. Something yeah. Like that, yeah. And I mean, I'm all for it. I just hope they don't lose momentum. You know, the way great movie. I, it, yeah. That's memento. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping you might catch on to that. <laughs> oh, Christopher Nolan. Anyway, um, Guy Pierce aside, um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, please subscribe. I don't care if you're on Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Any, anything that you're listening to us on or you've heard of us, or even if you're just on Facebook and you pulled it up directly through Podbean, find us on your favorite podcasting site and, and subscribe to us, you know, we, just to, so you don't miss anything. we get got a lot of stuff that's coming out, some stuff that's not normally scheduled. We're going to keep on shifting and, and changing as, as, um, as we grow. So as this evolves into something bigger, don't want you guys to miss out and, you know, miss anything we have coming up. Chuck and I will probably do some more stuff, too. And, you know, we'd like to bring some more people in. So as we always ask, if you have a question, if you have a suggestion, you know, you, you just want us to shout out your name. Be like, hey, you, you know, whatever it is. Happy birthday, so-and-so. Like, hey, we'll, we'll do that. I don't we'll care sing what to it is. you. We'll sing to you. We'll, we'll, ser- <clears throat> we'll serenade you for your birthday uh, or for whatever reason. You know, you can't go to sleep. We'll sing you a lullaby. I don't care. What, whatever it is, connect with us. We want to hear from you. So, again, thanks so much, Chuck. Thanks, you guys. It was a pleasure being here, and we are actually breaking records. We're ending almost 45 minutes early than we normally do. Well, because we started on, on time-ish. I mean, whatever. Ish. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good one. Have a great one, guys. Bye. Bye.